Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We received an email um, two days ago, and Julie's going to read the email to you, and then we're going to answer the email, the question that the fellow asked us in the email. We, the reason we're doing it this way, as we often do on our podcast, is because his email actually is very similar to one of the top five, maybe even three questions we get from all of our podcast listeners. I mean, this is the number one listened to daily podcast for agents, hundreds of thousands of you guys listen every single day. And it says something to tell you that this is one of the top three questions. So I want you to really focus and pay attention. Um, as always, we're going to give you drilled down, no fluff information. So I want you to make sure you're paying attention. Now, before we get to reading you the email, Julie's got somebody from Facebook she'd like to acknowledge. Julie? Yes, actually, there's a couple, and they're both short. This is first a follow-up to a shout-out we did a few days ago for uh, Laura Barbara, who was talking about all of the things that she's implemented after only being in coaching for probably less than a month, 90-day massive action plan. She's already going after expireds, took her first one for 859000 uh, Another listing appointment that came from expireds, she says, doing what I don't want to do when I don't want to do it is actually fun and exciting. So if you guys remembered that one, then I had uh, gotten back with her and asked her something, and, and then she said in her response, I was actually thinking of emailing you again, and guess what? Meanwhile, I forced myself to call the expired this morning. Right before your premier coaching call, I was happy to give nothing but voicemail, but then while listening to your podcast, my cell phone rang, an expired listing I had just called, called me right back. Now I'm going on yet another listing appointment tonight. Woohoo! So there's somebody who's taking massive action on her newest spoke and hasn't even been in coaching for a full month yet. So nice job on that. And then, let's see, let me go up here to a posting from this morning from Dave Snowberger, who writes, the fortune is in the follow-up. Just think a $1.64 million ranch who I've been chasing since November of last year, and this is a for sale by owner. So congrats to Dave Snowberger on that great new listing. So there you go. Agents who take action, curiously, also are the ones who get all the business. Back to you, Tim. Well, go ahead and just read the email. Uh, all right, let me get over there. All right, perfect. So this is from, we'll just say David. And David wrote, this was an email to you, good morning, Tim, one of the unprepared agents that did not weather the recession. Signed up for your program in the last days, but it was in essence too late in process of restoring my license after approximately eight years. I let it go as I, quote, swore I would never do, do real estate again. Basically a brand new agent now and joining your premier coaching. Took to painting resident and residential home repair when the crash happened. Still a, quote, one man in a van operation and have eked out a living for the past eight years. Is there a path to transition from my $150 to $300 a day, quote, business to actual stability in real estate? Sucking down your podcasts every day and fighting skepticism of what you and Julie say, because I was previously a Buffini, Ite, and KW agent, enough said, my wonderful wife and six of my nine children, three of whom are on their own, 
deserve better than what I have given them. She has given the green light to get back in. Therefore, with my age and all that has happened, I've got one shot at this. Can't afford the coaching, but also can't afford not to do the coaching. Beautiful thing is that this is an opportunity to, quote, go back to high school with what I now know, and also knowing that there's a lot that I don't know. Thank you in advance from David. So there's his email. Was in real estate, got out during the recession, and I know that David's not the only one listening that has this um, going on, wants to get back in, but feels that this is essentially the last shot at it. What would you say to David? So today – so today's show isn't just for people like David, though um, David's obviously a category of the people that ask that type of question. So today's, today's show is for those of you who are just real estate curious. We have a lot of podcast listeners that don't have real estate licenses, and I'd say you guys are real estate curious. You're looking for reasons to get your license. You're just li listening to what we're having to say. You're just kind of consuming the information, deciding whether it's for you. So that's the first group of people that today's show is going to be for. The second group of people, and this is actually the shockingly large group of people who get, uh, I get this, we get this question from, similar to this question rather, is people who have their real estate licenses but then realize that there's absolutely no direction once they get their real estate licenses. Their perception of what a broker does is completely wrong. Guys, listen, a broker's job is not to train you and is not to coach you. Your broker's job is to provide a safe legal environment for you to do real estate transactions. Your broker is not your boss. Ultimately, you are your own boss because you are self-employed. You are an entrepreneur. You work for yourself. You're responsible for your own successes and your own failures. Do not put that on your broker. It's not your broker's job to provide you leads. Safe, legal, working environment for you to do real estate transactions is what your broker's job is to do. If you've got one that does even an inch more than that, you are lucky because for the most part, brokers do not do anything more than that, nor should they because legally they meander into all kinds of shark-infested waters when they do because you're independent contractors, because they don't want to be accused of treating their uh, independent contractor agents as employees, blah, blah, blah. So the moral of the story here is your success or failure, those of you with new licenses, new licensees, are, is completely up to you. And here's the irony of it. New licensees, that also applies to those of you who've had your licenses for a long time but have yet to engage, which brings me up to my next category of people that today's show is for. Uh, coming and going, ready to commit, recommit types. That is another huge category. Um, I would say, frankly, uh, David, I believe it was his name, Julie, he's an, in that category. He is basically coming and going, um, ready to recommit. He said a couple key things in his email that applies to many of you. Many of you got gut punched during the recession, and you never have completely come back. And you've let your fears of that recession hold you back because you're living in anticipation of another uh, you know, recession and you're fearful of all these other types of thoughts that enter into your head. And chances are David was watching a lot of things and reading a lot of things and listening to a lot of things that reinforced the sky is falling and that it kept him in this, uh, this state of doing nothing for the past 10 years other than this job that he doesn't want to do anymore. So the reality of it is, guys, is a lot of you are in the same situation as he is, and some of you are still in markets. We published a, an article on our uh, website, timandjulieharris.com, that talked about the fact that a shocking number of homes in the country are still underwater, still have not reappreciated to the point where they were worth what they sold for last time 
prior to the housing crash. So it's kind of interesting. A lot of us who are just working in these markets that are so you know buoyant with opportunity, you forget the fact that, that your market is not representative of the entire country, and many agents are working in markets that are basically just like they were in the recession. So those of you who are living in the, or working in these in markets, or maybe you're even in a good market, but you basically are one foot in, one foot out. You're never completely ready to commit to real estate because you are fearful of making a mistake. This show is for you. In the last last group, this is for is the <laughs> the two feet out the door types. A lot of you guys, when we get these emails, will say, "Look, I love what you guys have to say. We've read the we've read these to you before. I wish I would have listened to you guys years before. I wouldn't have wasted all the money on the buying of the leads and the building of the teams and the logos and the, lo and the websites and all the other bullshit that I'm told or I was told I had to do." And uh, now, basically, because guess what? Those things don't actually generate business. I have now uh, burned it, the candle at both ends, and I'm out of business, and I don't have any way of staying in the business. And so now I failed out of the business. Not only so, one of my theories, and Julie and I, are, I mean, it just makes sense, is essentially that one of the reasons that so many agents fail within two or three years in the business isn't because they don't have the desire or even the aptitude to be successful. It's because they don't have the opportunity to learn how not to basically fail. That's kind of an interesting paradigm shift for many of you because if you've been in the business for just 10 years or less and you've gotten your license, chances are you've been told to do a lot of things that don't ultimately lead to making any profit. Without profit, guys, you will fail. That's the bottom line. Your product and your real estate practice is profit. So here is basically what you need to commit to as you're going through the list that Julie created for you guys today. So pay very close attention. Well, actually, Julie, hopefully I'm not going to walk in on your points. If I do, then just repeat. You need to commit to, and anybody who's using this as training in their office, make sure your agents are writing this down. Avoid easy buttons. And I'll tell you how you define an easy button. An easy button is anything that basically tells you or leads you to believe that the business will somehow just magically show up digitally. Voicemails, emails, direct mail, any of that crap. Do not believe that there are any easy buttons out there that will generate any business with enough consistency that you'll be able to stay in business. So avoid anything that basically is trying to feed into your desire to be lazy. Number two, Focus. Follow one course until successful. These are the things you have to commit to, and then Julie's going to drill down even further. Point number three, do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's incredibly important. Again, we're going to elaborate on that point. Next point, point number four, furiously fast lead follow-up. These are the things you guys need to be committing to if you're, uh, you know, you're real estate curious, getting your license, and now just trying to decide what the heck you're supposed to do. If you're coming and going, ready to recommit like our – the the guy that wrote us the email, or those of you who are two feet out the door, chances are you've committed all these mortal real estate sins. Furiously fast lead follow-up means that your time to call someone back is measured in milliseconds, not months. Last point I wrote down is that you need to have a specific drill-down plan. The plan we give you as part of the Premier Coaching Program, Julie has two specific plans. One is called the Survival Plan, and one is called the 90-Day Massive Action Plan. Both of those plans are designed for you, depending on what your exact situation is. And it's simple. It's a checklist. She tells you exactly what you're supposed to be doing every single day for the next 90 days, depending on what your situation is. All right? So Julie's going to start with her notes, and I want all of you to continue to take absolute 100% careful notes. Listen to what she's saying, and I'll give you a little suggestion. If you come across anything that she says that rubs you the wrong way, that you have any kind of emotional 
um, reaction to in a negative way, chances are that's the very thing you need to be focusing on or putting a more succinct way, whatever you're resisting is where your growth needs to be. Julie? Yeah, so the first point is to choose the right broker in the first place. Do not switch around brokers continuously or you will never get off the ground. And Tim, to your point, the broker's job is not to do the business for you. It is not to coach or train you. It's to provide a safe environment for you. So ideally, a decent location that's convenient to you and in the market that you want to work. But I don't want to elaborate on the broker choice because we did a dedicated podcast called Top Traits of Managers, Brokers, and Team Leaders. Refer to that for the very specific drill down on how to choose a broker so that you're not going to switch around as you're trying to get this off the ground. Point number two, invest in having modern technology. If you can't figure out how to work a DocuSign, your hands are already tied. So if you're operating on a 10-year-old computer that doesn't really work that well and locks up on you all the time, you're already taking a step back. So invest in technology. That means smartphone, computer, all the stuff that you need. Uh, obviously, you've got to get versed on basic things like electronic lock boxes and all that kind of fun stuff. Most of your boards of realtors have classes to specifically train you in all of this. The MLS, take those training courses. Your CE classes, get those out of the way. So that's all basic things. Next is a mindset issue. You've got to decide that you will be a listing agent. Remember, being a listing agent is mental labor. Being a buyer's agent is physical labor. However, I suggest that you follow the survival plan until you get your listing ducks in a row, which requires get your pre-listing package done. Without a pre-listing package, you are far less likely to take any listing that you go on. In some cases, even people from your past client center of influence list personally. You have to get your pre-listing package done. Don't be the only one that doesn't have one. And of course, in Premier Coaching, we help you get that done. We have virtually done it for you, so get that over with. Meanwhile, the survival plan calls for you doing things like, uh, what was it, yesterday we talked about monetizing an open house, getting three active AAA buyers into your pipeline as soon as possible. Why are we talking about that when we want you to be a listing agent? Because you've got to have cash flow coming in and earn while you learn. You'll be learning how to present your pre-listing package, learning how to objection handle, learning how to close. But meanwhile, you're going to work with, if we're being honest, the easier business, which is working with buyers. So get your pre-listing package done. Get your presentations done. That includes your scripts, et cetera. So next on the list, start out right. You may not have past clients. You might be. If you're returning to real estate after two or three years, you might have a past client list. Just because you haven't talked to them for two years doesn't mean they put a big star on their calendar that they haven't heard from you. You can recreate your list if you need to. If you, even if you don't have real estate past clients, you still have a center of influence. You have friends, family, relatives, neighbors, you know, people from your previous business that may do business with you. You know, when we got into real estate, we, our first past client list was our car cleaning and detailing clients. And we did do real estate from that list. It took us a few letters and a few deals to get their trust, but that was our first database. So don't go around thinking that you don't have any contacts just because you're new or newer or returning to real estate. Create that list using something like an Excel spreadsheet. You can use Outlook. You can use Top Producer. Do that correctly from the beginning so that you can immediately start prospecting those people using things like happygrasshopper.com, possibly BombBombVideo, things like that. 
you get too far into this business and you have to constantly recreate it, you'll be like some of your colleagues that are further into this who say, I wish I would have been better with my past clients and my centers of influence. There's two things you hear real estate people saying they wish they would have, well, three things you hear real estate, well, I'm going to say four things. Four things you hear real estate people say <laughs> they wish they would have done more of faster. Number one, they wish they would have built their centers of influence past client list faster, and they wish they would have worked it. And guys, part of Premier Coaching is we teach you how to do that really quick. You, you guys get stuck on, I don't have any past clients. I guess I'm screwed. Horseshit. You guys can create a center of influence list so easily. Socially, you will not just, you know, we've talked, we talk in this podcast about how easy that is to do. So on Premier Coaching, we give you a list. We give you a checklist. We give you ideas. We give you coaching on specifically how to say it and what to do at these events and things like Orange Theory or maybe you're just getting involved in your kids' activities. Anyone and everyone, you're basically around on a regular basis. If you really think about it, you probably come in direct contact with at least, assuming you get out of your house, at least 300 people a week. Just think about it. People at the grocery store, people at the gym, people at Starbucks, people in your office, people at the title company, people at your kid's school, people at your kid's swim team, people at, you get the point, church. You're coming in contact with hundreds of people. You just don't think that they remember you or you don't think you can actually have relationships with those people. Some of them you know first degree, some of you know second degree, some of you just know by visual recognition. Those are the people you can start adding to your list. You can add, you can expand your list by doing more social things, stuff that you want to do. You being you doing what you want to do, you'll naturally attract people to you, and thus you can expand your own list. That's number one I hear all the time. Number two I hear people saying all the time, these are not necessarily in the right order. Uh, they wish they wouldn't have gained weight. So if you're in that situation, which all of you are, you can do something about that. We're talking a lot about that in our new book. Number three, I always hear people say they wish they would have bought more rental properties sooner. That's one of the things that also we really drilled on on this podcast. We're going to talk more about it in our book. And number four, the thing I always hear people say, and I honestly believe this maybe should have been number one, is they always say, I wish I would have been better prepared for changes in the market. That's what I hear constantly. I wish I was better prepared for changes in the market. And I wish I was better. So I had an interesting call with someone the other day. And I was talking to him about his goals and his dreams and his this and his that's. And he said, I'm waiting for the market to go down, and I'm waiting for to get, you know, so I can take it. And he had a big team, and he was doing lots of transactions, but he wasn't, as most teams, he wasn't making any actual real profit. But he was pushing out a lot of, you know, transactions and getting a lot of awards, and people thought he was on top of the world. But he listened to our podcast a few times and realized that he wasn't making, he was making like 7% from his team. And after his personal lifestyle expenses, he wasn't really making any money left. He had no money left. And I asked him what his plan was, and he said, when the market goes to hell, I'm going to do what you've been telling me to do, and I'm going to start buying rental properties. And I'm going to say, with what money? He said, well, I'll borrow it. I can get, so you think that banks are going to loan money in a down housing market to a real estate person whose market, his own personal business is falling because that's the nature of a down market. You think you're going to be able to borrow money in an environment like that? You're not. The only way you're going to be able to take advantage of a down market is if you have cash right now that you've been able to collect and save for yourself. And in those particular situations, then you could take advantage of the down market. But you guys don't think like that, do you? You think that you can somehow magically weave gold when the, you know, at, at the very moment that you need to. You need to think about what is around the corner. And what's around the corner right now is undoubtedly going to be a recession in the next two or three years. Who cares? 
You can make money no matter what direction the housing market's going. Don't overreact. Don't be overly emotional. You just have to be overly prepared. Hope for the worst. Be prepared for hope for the hope for the best. Be prepared for the worst. Sorry. Are you? What are you doing right now to prepare your business for for the inevitable changes? It could come in two or three years. It could come in 24 months. It could come in six months. That's the thing about economic slowdowns. If you've been on this planet long enough, you realize that people are pretty shitty at predicting them. But assume that there's one sooner than later, and you're going to be more than prepared for it to happen. But in order for that to happen, you're going to really have to start running a profitable business. So when I hear from agents who are essentially thinking about getting their licenses or, you know, basically in one stage or the other of trying to figure out, figure out their path in real estate, when I hear the, the, the common thread being they don't know what path to follow, the path I we want you to follow is the only path that you should ever follow if you're going to be in business yourself for yourself, assuming you're not running a, a nonprofit, is the business that, model that leads to profit. That we are, as far as I am aware, we are the only people in our position that's talking to individual real estate practitioners and brokers, for that matter, about the most important thing that, that any business lives or dies by, which is profit. So many of the things you guys are being taught right now in your – it doesn't matter where you go. It's about spending money, spending money, spending money, spending money, spending money. Nobody talks about profit. When was the last time you went to a private Facebook group of real estate people where they're talking about how to make a profit? Nope. Doesn't exist, does it? It's about teams and logos and gimmicks to basically try to basically reverse prospect and people trying to convince each other that it's too difficult to prospect. There's too much competition. You can't get phone numbers. It's illegal. You can't this, the other thing. Isn't it fascinating the lengths that people will go to not actually have to do what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it at the highest level? So chances are if you're struggling in the business or if you are pre-struggling in the business, you're struggling even to commit to the business, let's say. It's because you're being too seduced by all these people that are selling you bullshit. You are confused by all the competing messages. The people that are buying buyer leads from the portals, the people that are buying, uh, they're basically believing the only way you can make money in business in real estate is by forming teams and doing all these other, you know, money-sucking adventures. Those are the types of people that you guys listen to that just confuse you. When you feel confused, here I'm going to give you a little you know, there's an a, a intuitive pang that you get. Confusion is like fear. Sometimes you feel fear. There's a legitimate reason for the fear. For example, if you're about to cross into the street and you jump back right in time or someone pulls you back right before you got, you're uh, you know, about to get hit by a bus, and that pang of fear caused you to take a, have a physiological reaction, which gave you Spider-Man-type reflexes, which threw you back on the curb, and that emotion you have afterwards was legitimate fear because you're about to get splatted by a bus, that's, the, that's real fear. Okay? I want you to be very clear. There's two types of fear. Physical fear is what I just described. Now, what most of you experience and what most of you experience that leads you to making bad decisions is psychological fear. And what psychological fear is, is basically the types of fear that you feel that physiological, physiologically manifests inside of you that has the same effect as the physical fear. In other words, you feel very similar to a bus about to splat you, but you're safely in your office. In other words, you've been able to create something inside your head that's created such an intense feeling of fear that it almost feels like you're about to hit, get hit by the bus. So psychological fear and physical fear. Now, here's the beauty of being in this country 
and I know we have listeners in other parts of the world, but 99% of you are in the United States. And in the United States, generally speaking, we don't have too many things that are actually going to cause us to actually have to experience true physical fear. You know, for the most part, everyone listening lives in a very safe environment, and you don't have to worry about too many rhinoceroses or tigers or lions or malarias or, you know, stray bullets. Okay, let's just be, be thankful and be that we're blessed to live in this, the greatest country in the history of humanity. There it is. So you will very rarely, if ever, in your entire life, ever have to experience true physical fear. Celebrate that. And yet, you feel fear to make decisions about doing things like picking up the phone. The same emotional impact of that bus that's about to splat you, the same physiological effects of fear manifest themselves inside your body and causes you to, fight, to, fight or, to flee, fight or flight, right? In the case of the bus, you, you flew literally back on the curb. But in the case of thinking about doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level, when you feel that same sort of physiological fear, it literally is the same chemicals being released in your body, you do the same thing. You don't fight. You don't say, damn it, I'm going to overcome this, and I'm going to learn how to do what I don't want to do, and I don't want to do it at the highest level. You jump back up on the curb in your head, and then that's when you become susceptible to the easy buttons. That's when your phone rings, and it's Zillow trying to sell you a zip code. That's when somebody calls you and says the reason you're not successful is because you don't have a slogan. That's when somebody calls you and says you need your own agent website, and you now are paying $300 a month for God knows the reason why you actually have no clue. You're never going to get any business from it anyway. Do you guys understand? So ultimately, where this really goes, and this is only from Julie and I having done, you know, in a coaching company at this point, having done, I don't even know how many coaching calls. It's got to be over a million. Here's what we know. The essence of what it takes to be successful in life is doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's the essence of what it takes to be successful in life. Life is work. Most days you are going to do, if you're going to be successful, you're going to have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, which means you're going to have to, you know, actually get to the point where you have the business and, you know, personal maturity to bucket, suck it up buttercup and work through some of the personal access, it, thoughts you guys have about things like, um, you know, how about picking up the phone? Well, we'll just use that one because that's the one that most of you have the greatest uh, fear over, the greatest fear that causes you not to do it. The greatest fear of like what the ha – here's – and so if you drill down on that, why is it you're afraid to pick up the phone? Here's the answers. If I had you on a coaching call, here's what you'll eventually say after we ask enough questions that don't let you weasel out of answering the question. Here's what you'll say. I'm afraid I don't don't know what the, I don't want them to think of me as a salesperson. I don't want them to think that I'm desperate. I don't want them to think that I uh, all these other things. You're thinking about yourself. You see, it starts with I don't want them to think about me. That's your ego, which is where I'm going with this. So your ego is keeping you broke. Your ego is what's actually causing that physical fear that causes a physiological reaction that's identical to the actual physical. Thing, the bus splatting you, the same physiological reaction, the flight, that's your ego. Now, I know this is a little obtuse. A great book you guys should listen to or read is Ego is the Enemy. And by the way, Ryan Halliday is going to be our speaker at the Harris VIP Mastermind that we're doing uh, the last Saturday in July. You guys should still, you know, I believe we have 10 seats left now that we have sponsors. Go to harrisvipmastermind.com, harrisvipmastermind.com. 
and grab your seat. And he talks more about this. But what I'm suggesting that all of you need to really focus on is the reason that you're stalled out in life, especially in your business, is because you have constantly jumped off the curb too fast. You've constantly allowed your ego to manifest this fearful feeling of, uh, you know, I cannot do that physically, so I'm never going to be able to lose weight. There's something wrong with me, so I can't run. There's something wrong with me, so I can't save money. There's something wrong with me, or there's something, something bad's going to happen if I become rich. Something bad's going to happen if I become successful. What happens if I really try 100% and leave it all in the field and I fail? You guys get the point? This is all in your head. It's all bullshit swirling around in your head. It's not real. It's stuff that you've allowed to manifest. And when you bring that stuff out, you know, you, I call it moving you know, stuff around your, in your attic, right? So when you bring the stuff out of your attic, dust the dust off the top of the box, look in the box, and you realize that there's nothing there, that's the first step in becoming liberated and free of all these self-imposed chains that you've attached yourself over the last decades of your life that have kept you in one position, kept you to where you are, or at least is limiting your potential. That's your choice. You're doing it out of choice. Now that you've listened to us on this podcast, maybe this is the first one you've listened to. So agents who are people who are thinking about becoming agents, I want you to listen to what we just said because it is the unfettered, cut-through-the-bullshit truth. Those of you who are basically one foot in, one foot out, those of you who have basically been gut-punched, those of you who are two feet out, all of you are probably experiencing the mental malaise that you are because of the fact that you've allowed your ego to manifest these un, just basically this head junk. Give yourself the opportunity to be liberated of that. It'll be the greatest gift you can give to yourself and to your loved ones. Guys, it's not that difficult. I promise you. Listen, we got to go. I got another call. Julie's already gone. <laughs> if there's anything we can do for you, please email Julie and I directly. We do read all of our emails. It's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. Remember, if you've not requested your free coaching call, it's not too late. Just go to FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.